Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? Happy Friday. So uh, last minute decision here to jump on live. I've had a heck of a day. Very, very busy week, and it's just going to continue to get busier through the weekend. Of course, you guys know I'm covering that big fight in Australia for ringtv.com. By the way, make sure you check out my recap there this weekend. For most of you, for a lot of you, it's probably going to be Sunday morning when I post that recap. For some of you, it might still be Saturday night. But um, we got another big fight this weekend, too, in Minneapolis, of all places, uh, which is becoming a, an area that um, PBC does regular shows at, which is pretty cool. It's, it's cool to see shows at cities outside of Las Vegas and Los Angeles, you know, New York, the typical stuff. So it's kind of cool to see these cards in different parts of the country. So Minneapolis, one of the few cities in America I haven't been to. I've flown there and done layovers. That shit don't count. I've never visited. I'd really, really like to come check out that area, especially during the summer when it's not, you know, negative 20 degrees there. Uh, that's when I'd like to go visit it. But um, <laughs> I'm checking out the chat here. We got a few of you guys uh, joking with me. CJ says, uh, sources say today it's Friday in the United States. I don't know, CJ. Check your sources. Who knows, man? In this day and age, you know, up is down, left is right. Men can get pregnant. So, hey, maybe maybe in some alternative universe, it's Thursday. Who the hell knows? Game Boy says 1.7 mil. Mike, you've been hanging out with the LDBC too much. Huh? Cheers. Excited for the show today. Yeah, so Game Boy, uh, you bring me uh, into a segue here. I, I had to pull this up. I tweeted this. What um, What was that? Yesterday. Damn, it was yesterday. Okay, I'm, I'm, all my days are blurring together, but... I tweeted out, um, literally, I'm going to read this word for word. My source is telling me Tank versus Rally did 1.7 million pay-per-view buys. And, of course, you know, this caused a massive triggering because what else doesn't do that? I mean, it's just everything is, is a triggering, uh, a trigger mechanism these days, especially on Twitter. Obviously, I'm joking. So, so, by the way, the real number for Tank versus Rally, it's going to fall somewhere in between 200 and 300,000 pay-per-view buys, which is right around where most of us felt it would it would land, right? Um, I told you guys, I, wa I want to say, again, my days are blurring together, so don't quote me, but I think it was on TNC this week that I thought this would probably be his most successful pay-per-view. It's right up there. It's going to be right up there with the Santa Cruz one. That's what I thought. And it looks like that's that's kind of where it's trending. It's going to be, it might be a little bit better, maybe a little bit under that, somewhere in the 200,000s. And you're seeing some people, I saw some tweets and some stuff on YouTube where people are saying, well, my sources say it did 450,000. You know, and there's people arguing over, again, this is the era we live in. I've talked about this a million times, but people argue over like 100,000 or 200,000 difference on pay-per-views because now suddenly that makes a huge difference, I guess, with uh, whether you're a pay-per-view success or a pay-per-view failure, whether you're a star or, you know, um, you're not a star. So it, people are bickering over a hundred, 200,000. So I just trolled it. And I said, my source is telling me tank versus rally did 1.7 mil. And there are actually people, literally hundreds of people who believed this crazy i got a bunch of retweets and stuff from people who don't follow me most of the people that follow me realized this was a joke 
If you're going to do fake news, by the way, I got accused, oh, you're just trying to do fake news and you're just trying to, you know, get people talking. And if I was going to do fake news, I would say this did 400, 500,000 buys because that would be somewhat believable. That would be like in the realm of believability, if that's even a word. You know what I'm saying? But me say a 1.7 mil, that's almost 10 times the real number. Not quite 10 times, maybe seven, eight times the real number. So obviously I'm trolling. Nobody in their right mind thinks this did anywhere near half a million, right? But <laughs> there are some people out there that really believe this. And apparently now I've been told, I haven't seen any of this shit, but I've been told there are people that were posting blogs and writing or um, posting YouTube videos based on my tweet as a source. <laughs> So if that if that really happened, holy shit, man. And the reason why I did it, you know, you guys know I trolled the hell out of that, that whole fight. And I just had some fun, right? But you, you saw, I accurately reported on it and talked about it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and gave a really nice balanced review of it on my show this week. But this particular tweet wasn't even trolling that fight or the fighters. Some of you guys mistook it for that because, of course, some of you guys were triggered and thought, oh, Montero's hating, blah, blah, blah. That typical thing. I wasn't even trolling the damn fight anymore. I'm over that shit. That was last week. <laughs> what I was trolling here was the pay-per-view buy bros. And again, if you guys follow me, you, you know, I love to have fun with the weigh-in bros, the pay-per-view buy bros, you know. And some of you guys are so thirsty. You're so fucking thirsty for pay-per-view numbers. You just can't wait. Whether it's to fight for the honor of your, your favorite fighter or to talk shit about your, you know, the, your most hated fighter or promoter or network or whatever, right? And for some of you, it gets way nastier than that. Some of you crazy motherfuckers out there. But um, that's who I was trolling, the pay-per-view buy bros. Because I, I asked myself, what would be the number I could post? Because I was going to post like, you know, something funny, real funny. It'd just be like, I you know, my sources told me this shit did 14 billion pay-per-view. But, you know, I was going to say something like that. And I'm like, nah, nah, let me bring it down to like a number that's actually been done before. And just see, just see how many people are so thirsty for numbers that they take this shit and go with it. Lo and behold, there was hundreds of them, literally hundreds. This tweet, it's not as viral as... A bunch of other tweets I've had recently, but it got like 600 likes. And, and I just look again, I didn't go through the whole thing, whatever, but I looked through a few, especially the quote tweets. And I just checked a few, boom, 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 just like spot check. Look at the profiles, look at the profiles. A lot of the people that responded to this were not followers of mine. The people that were followers of mine responded with comments. You guys responded with comments because you knew I was joking. And then we, you know, had fun. You guys would respond with a comment. We'd go back and forth, whatever. But the people that retweeted this, especially quote tweets or, or liked it, are people that don't even follow me that nine times out of 10 fucking hate me because they've been told to hate me based on some shit that ain't even true, right? But this time, I was tweeting something that they liked. <laughs> so they liked the tweet or retweeted it with a quote. And it's just so funny the way people work, man. So I had to have fun with this and I had to share it with you guys. Um, by the way, it, that, that fight doing 200 to 300,000 pay-per-view buys, you know, let's, let's call it 250. All right. It might be a little above that actually. 
that is when you consider what the card was, the level of fight it was, um, and the actual payouts, the actual purses and everything, that's a successful promotion. It was a success. And because Tank isn't getting $10 million a fight, you know, <clears throat> those kind of numbers, this level of pay-per-view sales and ticket sales right now and sponsorships that he's doing is profitable. So what they have going right now, Espinosa, Mayweather Promotions, those guys, when it, when it comes to Tank, he's probably their most profitable fighter. Honestly, that's a 100% PBC guy uh, where they could do shit completely in-house and do pretty good, you know? Um, I guess Spence would be the second guy, but him and some of his opponents, you know, they've come with a little bit of a higher price tag. So the, but it's about the same. They're, they're, they're making money with those two guys, but that that's about it. And there's a niche audience there, by the way, Errol Spence, speaking of him, it is legit. You guys saw some of the reports today that um, they're discussing negotiations deep into negotiations with Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. I hear it'd be like a two fight, three fight, maybe deal with Crawford, but the first one would go right into this fight with Spence. I think there'd be a rematch clause. This is just what I'm hearing. I get none of this shit's been confirmed. It'd go to Vegas. It'd be in the fourth quarter. Of course, it'd be pay-per-view. Um, that's what I'm hearing. And I'm hearing that it's um, pretty good. It's going pretty, pretty well. Honestly, you're not going to hear shit from either fighter. Um, the, the fact that they've kind of gone radio silent is, is it, in regards to anything, you know, about future opponents and such should tell you guys negotiations are going pretty well. So I actually am, am fairly optimistic that fight happens this year, seriously, in the fourth quarter. All right, a couple super chats. Let me get to these. OJ, what's up, OJ? Thank you so much. He says, I've had a shitty day, maybe month. LOL, thanks for going live. Hey, man, thanks for being here. And, you know, this is part of the reason I, I do this shit. Um, hey, man, I've had a pretty shitty few weeks myself. You guys know the situation I've been dealing with with, with my mother and, and stuff. So sometimes just doing this and getting on here and being silly. My damn tweet, my 1.7 million pay-per-view buy tweet. Sometimes you need to do shit like that just to laugh a little bit. And have a little fun, even though there's people out there who are going to misunderstand it and take it the wrong way. That's because of their own preconceived notions and the, their own biases and anger and all that. They're going to take it the wrong way regardless. So go ahead and have fun and live your damn life. Right. So, uh, hey, man, OJ, I, I appreciate you being here, man. And, and um, if this helps you get just a little bit, get through your day, just us sitting here talking shit about boxing. I'm glad for it, man. I can't tell you how many times um, when I was younger, when I was single, and when I was on the road for work a lot, Friday night fights, ESPN Friday night fights, I would be, you know, in a new city working, be by myself for a week or two, whatever it was. Um, I could just go back to the hotel on a Friday night, you know, get some takeout food, a beer or something, turn on Friday night fights. And that shit just helps. It just helps sometimes, man. That's that's why that's why we do sports, right? Is to escape. I mean, for men, we have a, a sea of testosterone. Well, at least most men nowadays. That shit's kind of changing, <laughs> but uh, you know, you have all that in you, and you sometimes you just need to smash things, punch things, kick things, 
push, pull, all that stuff, right? But um, so there's the physical part. But really, we watch sports and talk about it and all that to escape, man, to escape all the crazy, nasty shit going on out there. <clears throat> Michael Mindiola, my man, he's in the chat. He says, what's up, Big Mike? Happy Friday. We got Renee Moreno fighting tomorrow night here in Ontario. That's awesome, man. Good luck to you guys. Papa Chubby. What's up, Chad? Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. He says, thanks for bringing some joy to our day, Mike. Hey, man, you guys are freaking awesome, man. I was actually just talking to my wife, and I'm like, should I go live? She's like, you got one hour. <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff coming up this weekend. Um, you guys know, I, I think I told you, my sister and her husband and stuff came down last weekend. I mean, with everything going on in my family, we're trying to see each other and you know be around each other. So um, my dad's actually coming down tomorrow. He's going to come and hang out through Monday. So, uh, you know, saw my sister last weekend and uh, my little nephews, my brother-in-law, and my dad's coming down tomorrow. So we'll chill with my dad. So the wife and I are getting things ready here at the house, you know, all that good stuff. And she's like, you got one hour, one hour, motherfucker. That's it. So that that's guys, the longest we're going today is an hour. All right. Zach D said, uh, somebody will probably quote that 1.7 million somewhere now. Dude, apparently, and again, I haven't seen it, but apparently they have. I've been told that there were blog posts and YouTube videos that quoted my tweet as a source. <laughs> and so that some people were mad and some people responded and they go, oh, you're fake news, man. What are you, Fox News, faux news? You know, that kind of shit. And I'm like, dude. That's why you need to follow me. If you followed me, you'd understand what I was doing here. But some of you don't want to follow me. You want to drop in every now and then so you can do your little hater shit. You know, I, the, the stuff I post that you disagree with or whatever. See, see, this is the real him. Or if it's something you like, then you'll share that shit. I see the way you motherfuckers act. Trust me, I see it. Okay. I can run analytics and all this stuff on my tweet, my Twitter, my social media. And I do that because when I go to, um, people for gigs and we talk about rates and things like that, like pay rates. I'm like, Hey, check out my stats this year. Here you go. Boom. Right. So I run the reports and I see what's going on. And I, I look at the interaction. You guys know I'm pretty interactive with, with my followers, but also the people that, that are just trying to be slick. I see what y'all are doing, you know? So uh, that's why I need to follow me. Then you'd realize that this wasn't me trying to spread fake news. This wasn't me trying to get clicks. I don't do clickbait. This was me having fun. Most of you got that. Most of you got that. Anthony Santiago says, uh, that's actually not a bad amount of pay-per-view buys. Yeah, look, again, considering everything I said about that card, everything I said about it, it was profitable, wasn't bad. Trent says uh, it did 170,000 buys, probably one-tenth of what they say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might have did north of that, you know. But um, look, they do they do exaggerate it. But I've I've heard between two and 300,000. <sighs> Soapboxing Podcast says 275K against a nobody. Good stuff for Tank, I'd say. Here's the thing, brother. That nobody, he sold 100,000 of those pay-per-view buys if we're being honest. So I wouldn't call him a nobody. That dude did his job. And as I understand it, this is what I've been told. Now, I haven't seen this confirmed by a source from, you know, close to the promotion, but I have heard when it comes to pay-per-view upside, that Raleigh got 
This wasn't like a 90-10 split. Tank got 60 because he was the A-side, but Riley got 40. And when you consider the level between these two fighters, right, that's pretty significant. And I think Riley looked at it like, I'm, I'm going to sell the hell out of this thing if I'm getting 40% of the upside. Because I once again, I haven't confirmed these numbers, but this is what I heard. I heard Tank's guarantee, I think, was $2 million or maybe $2.5. Don't quote me. But I know it was at least $2 million. And, um, and Riley was like half a mil. Now, that's the publicly posted um, purse, right? That's what's posted. That's what the tax man sees. But the behind the scenes under the table shit, I've heard. And also the pay-per-view upside, I've heard Raleigh's getting a pretty big chunk of that. So he's, dude, he sold 100,000 of those pay-per-view buys just by acting like a fucking clown, just by being a fool, being the clown of the circus. So I give him credit for that. And then he came out there and, you know, was fairly competitive, even though Tank was carrying him. He, he at least played his part. Raleigh played his part up until the stoppage. Uh, and the stoppage was part of the script, too. That's why the ref, you know, 20 seconds left in the round. Eh, let's go ahead and stop this shit. We ain't going to, you know, there's no Arturo Gatti here. Uh, but Soul Boxing Podcast, look at his last fight, Tank Davis, against a quote-unquote nobody, Isaac Cruz, who would probably beat Raleigh Romero, although it would probably be pretty close because neither one of those guys is an A-level fighter. That pay-per-view, I don't even know if that cracked 100,000, dog. Because they didn't even want to release the number. I know it didn't get anywhere near 200. I've I've heard, I've heard a few different numbers. I don't know what to freaking believe, but I don't, I know it didn't do 150. So that nobody, and you say good stuff for Tank. Hey man, give some credit to Raleigh because he did a lot of that. The difference between Raleigh and Isa Cruz, when Tank has to carry it 100 by himself as he did against Isa Cruz. 150k that's the truth that's the truth oh we got a couple more super chats let me get to these real quick let me make sure i didn't miss any scroll 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 here we go aaron thank you so much aaron i know you're excited man big day for you guys says yo mike that is total bullshit that haney got a visa while there was no ways around mandates here for me in my own profession i'm attending tomorrow now that's a really good point, Aaron. I hadn't thought about that, but I do want to bring that up. Uh, thank you for reminding me. So apparently, last second, last second, Devin Haney's father was permitted entry into Australia, and he'll be there tomorrow. And I was actually training with my coach this morning. I, I got back to the gym uh, this week after a couple weeks off. That's why I'm I'm hurting right now, too. It's my first hard boxing workout since, uh, since my last fight three weeks ago. Anyway, I was talking to him and there's a bunch of other guys at the gym talking about this very fact. And they were like, man, now Haney's going to crush him because this is a huge psychological lift for him. But me and my coach kind of looked at each other and we're pessimists. You know, I'm from Detroit. He's from Philly. When you grow up in places like that, you tend to see the underside of things before you see the top side of it. That's just the way it goes when you grow up in that sort of area. But we both had the same thought. That is masterful level mind games from the Australian government slash Debella Entertainment slash George Cambosos on his side, because that just seems way too convenient for me to happen right now. To me, 
This is mind games telling you tw- fuck with your emotions for weeks saying, Hey, your daddy can't come. Right. Um, make, even making it difficult for them to communicate. And Aaron, I'm going to get to your personal thing, but I promise, but just hear, hear me out on this. Um, you know, kind of playing with your emotions for a few weeks. Then I, the day before the fight say, Oh yeah, your pops can come by the way. No excuses now, American. That's the way I view this. No excuses now. Your daddy's here. So just mentally, and it's all it's all up to Devin Haney and how he plays this and how he internalizes it and visualizes it, all of it. But the way I see this is, oh, well, you know, you didn't have your daddy with you. Oh, you know, you got this built-in excuse. Oh, no, no. You, you know what? Ah, you got a day left. Okay, your daddy can come. No excuses now, little man. What you going to do? That's just the way I view it. But again, I tend to see the the under side. The, I don't know uh, the underbelly of things. And maybe I've just been involved in boxing for too damn long. And, and now, recently, I've had some of this shit done to me, so I know how it feels. But um, even at my amateur level, it happens. And that's just the way I saw this. Now, Aaron, to your point, listen, I can't speak on the Australian government. I don't want to get political, but they really did beat you guys up over there. Um, Canada and Australia makes me feel, look, as bad as things were in America, some of the the parts of the United States, Canada and Australia, boy, you guys really got raped with no Vaseline, hard. I'm talking some prison rape shit for a couple of years. And Aaron, I know that uh, a lot of you guys had trouble just supporting your damn family. And you just saw the power of the government there, like literally snapping their fingers. And, oh, yeah, you can come in. Kind of going against, you know, apparently what their law was. And then, oh, yeah, we'll change our mind. It, it, it just shows you the way this stuff works, man. It's, it's kind of nasty sometimes. But, again, I don't want to go down that road because we'll be ranting about that for an hour. Uh, one foot out the door. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. He says 1.7 million. That's a hilarious joke. Yeah. Again, if I said my sources told me 400,000, 500,000, that would be like maybe going for clickbait or fake news, right? Because again, that would be like believable. It would be inaccurate. It'd be doubling the number or whatever, but it would be believable. It'd be like in the realm. But me saying 1.7 million. That's so obviously a joke. What's crazy is there were so many people that believed it because not only were those people just itching for pay-per-view numbers, but they wanted desperately for Tank to do big pay-per-view numbers. So when I said 1.7 million, like they didn't even question it. They're just, oh shit, this guy writes for Ring Magazine. He tweeted 1.7 million. This has got to be legit. Let's make a YouTube video. Boom. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I really didn't think anybody would do that. I thought everybody would would think I was joking and there'd be a few people calling me a hater. I thought that'd be the worst of it. I never thought in a million years. I really, really didn't that people would believe it. I just thought people like, oh, this fucking guy, guy, he's such a hater. That's what I thought. Um, but man, huh. Rolls Rod says, uh, Mike is going to have a compassionate pregnancy. Start driving bad. Always right. Always cold. Talk about what's for dinner during breakfast. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means, but maybe it will make sense once my wife has this kid. <clears throat> Trent says Triple G Jacobs did only did 150,000. Who cares about Tank? How is he on pay-per-view? Fuck BBC. Wow. Wow, Trent. Um, well, there you go. Um, I'm not going to even respond to that. <clears throat> Let's see. Volume on Max says, Mike, what's your top five favorite films of all time? You know what, man? I it's it's it'd be like asking what's my top five favorite songs of all time. I just couldn't do it. You know, I always sell out with this question because I get asked this a lot. Even like, what's your top five favorite fighters? It's so hard. When it comes to films, we got to go by like genre. We got to go by like decade, you know, time period, genre. Then I could start breaking it down. But like just top five all time, that'd be really hard for me, man. I'd have to really think about that. But I will say this. One movie that is absolutely in the top five, I already know because I saw it recently. It came out and I watched it for the 500th time. Goodfellas. I know every line of that movie. Um, it's, um, I'm not going to say it's perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect film, but I love that fucking film. And, and there's so many parts of it that work because they casted it accurately. They, they went for realness and it was actually based on, you know, Henry Hill's book loosely based. And I, I believe he was a consultant on the set. Um, but the people that had involved with the screenplay directing grew up around that life and that brought a realness to it. It made it more than just a movie. It was a cultural thing. It's the same thing with the Sopranos where the way they casted that show, the people they put in there, there was a, an authenticity to it. And, um, that's why it worked. And for certain people who grew up around that or can share, can relate culturally to some of the things in that show, especially the family dynamic, um, it's more than just a mafia show. In fact, The Sopranos really isn't even a mafia show. Of course, Goodfellas is a mafia movie, but um, it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. But that, that's definitely in the top five. But I, off the top of my head, dude, I, I honestly could not pick five. I really, really couldn't. I know it's a frustrating answer, but I just, I just couldn't. Will with another super chat. Will the degenerate boxing fan Lynch with the super chat. Thank you. I like that name because I'm a degenerate boxing fan too. He says, uh, never underestimate the power of reputation. That's funny, man. Hey, you know what? Then I'll take that as a pat on the back. That means for all the shit that I get, all the haters I get, um, and there's not that many. It's a handful of these dudes. But still, it means that I'm doing something right. And if my tweet was enough for some 18-year-old kid in his mom's basement to go make a YouTube video. Hey, man, I, I guess I, I've built myself up to a certain extent. So I guess that's a good thing. So I, I like that viewpoint, Will. Another super chat from Aaron. Thank you so much. It says, Mike, given there is a second fight at Marvel Irrespective in October, November, what's the smart play for the promoters? Draw? Vasil may not be available to 20. Oh, okay. Now I see where you're going. Um, look, I honestly, honestly expect good scoring tomorrow. Um, maybe I sound naive, but I, I expect good, accurate scoring. I think that it will reflect what happens in the fight. It might be tighter. 
or who knows. Okay. Um, we'll see. You guys know I'll report on it accurately. I promise you, but I expect I'm going in with the expectation that we're going to get accuracy and fairness with the officiating. We're not going to have any shenanigans from the promotion, any of that shit. All right. Having said that, if there's, if this fight is remotely competitive, they're going to go right back and do the rematch. And guess what? Even if Cambosos loses this fight, even if Cambosos, let's say he's winning through the first six rounds and then tires out and gets stopped late. Not that I believe that's what's going to happen because I don't. But even if he did get stopped, the rematch is still big business over there. And it's, it's in the contract. The only way it wouldn't happen is if George says, you know what, I don't want it. But I think they're going to go right back and do it again. So I think um, if it was a draw, to your point, though, if we're going to play that game, of course. If it was a draw, that makes the second fight massive, right? It makes it massive over there. This is already a huge event over there. It'd make it even bigger. Think about Serrano and um, Taylor Serrano, the rematch which should hopefully happen late this year. And I think it should happen in Ireland, somewhere in the UK or Ireland. It's huge over there because of that first fight being very close, competitive, and to, in some people's minds, controversial. Um, that's going to make it big. But this, you know, this, this one's in Australia to start with, and the second one's going to be in Australia. We already know that. There's no question where it's going, whatever. So having already knowing that, and having the infrastructure and everything set up, and the Australian government actually being involved in these fights, I think a lot of people don't realize that. The government has put up money and is involved in these fights. Um, I, I think that they're definitely going back, and the smart play for the promoters is a good fight. That's it. That's a good fight. or that That's the smart play. I hope that's what we get. I hope, hope, hope. I hope there's no freaking drama well, I hope there's drama in the ring. I'm talking about drama in regards to the uh, the scoring and whatnot. Papa Chubby with another super chat. Thank you again. He says, Mike, do you like the Anthony Joshua, Robert Garcia? Uh, do you like those guys coming together? Great question. Uh, man, I don't know. Listen, first of all, to get a whole new trainer and go into your very next fight with that new trainer, Man, that's a difficult situation. And what's Joshua going to do? Come to the United States and go to Southern California and work with Garcia there? If that's what he wants to do, okay. Garcia is good at making fighters more aggressive. The, the guys that work with him tend to be aggressive guys that come forward. He's going to uh, hopefully teach and show AJ, AJ how to use his size a little bit more. Being in that gym there with those guys he has in that gym is going to give him an experience that he's never seen before at, at the gyms where, where he's been training. Um, it's just going to be a harder, grittier, uh, tougher grind at, at the gym out there at Robert Garcia's gym. So I think that would be very good for AJ because he needs a little bit of humbling and um, just a little bit of nastiness in him. So I think Robert Garcia can bring that out, but can he bring that out in a few months? I just don't know, man. We'll see. I think the biggest thing is Garcia will be able to look at what Usyk did in that first fight. And he does have experience with some of his guys fighting fighters with that type of style and that type of schooling. Uh, mixed, mixed success too. Some success, some not, 
very successful. It depends. But overall, you know, mixed results, pr- good results, I'd say overall. Um, so I do think it's it's a solid pairing. But in terms of like, when I look for AJ, you know, looking for a new trainer, my, my thought is this. Is he looking for a guy to help him just beat Usyk? Or is he looking for a guy to train with for the rest of his career, right? Kind of like what Tyson Fury did with, with Sugar Hill Stewart. It was like, I'm training with this guy now. I'm going this way. And he was familiar a little bit with the Krunk system already. So um, with AJ, is that is this just like a just for right now kind of thing? Or are you going to train with this dude for the rest of your career? Because if he was training with somebody for the rest of his career, I don't know. I think there are other fighters, other, or I'm sorry, other trainers that may have suited his style a little bit better. Do you guys know anybody with AJ's style or build or even coming from that part of the world that's worked with Robert Garcia? I don't know. But Robert Garcia is a very good, very experienced trainer. He's been in the ring himself. He knows what it's like to come back from a loss and all these different things. So overall, I like the, the pairing. Trent says, uh, Gamora, produced by Scorsese, is awesome. The movie, not the Sky Atlantic HBO Max show. Yeah, look, man, I haven't seen the show or the movie, but I've heard good things uh, based on Gamora, obviously, out there in uh, Napoli, which is actually one of the most powerful organized crime organizations on Earth right now, just as powerful as the Sicilians, maybe even more so now. And um, they work with a lot of other groups. That's uh, They even marry into like Albanian groups and stuff like that, that's part of their strength. Uh, but man, those guys are nasty, nasty. So yeah, I'd love to check out that show. Oh man, we got some more super chats. Let's see. Oh, yeah, man, I'm trying to catch up here. Sam with the super chat. Thank you, Sam. He says, Cambosos will try to foul as much as allowed. Haney better respond back or it will go on all night. That's a great point, Sam. Um, and listen, if I was Cambosos, I would kind of get a little nasty. Do you guys remember when Ricky Hatton and Kostya Zoo fought? Right? That fight wasn't in Australia. It was in the UK. And Hatton fouled off. He fought extremely dirty all night. I mean, there was one low blow that was extraordinarily egregious. Could have been a disqualification. And I like Ricky Hatton. I'm a Ricky Hatton fan. But I'm just saying. Had he pulled that in Australia, in the United States, he might have got disqualified for that low blow. Definitely would have had a point or two docked instantly, instantly. And he got away with certain things, and that helped him win the fight because if he tried to box Zoo, he would have got chopped up. So I think about that matchup. And there's several that I can point to in terms of the styles where the fighter had to get a little nasty and a little little, little dirty. And I think in, in this instance, if I'm Cambosos, it looked Jeff Horn when he fought Manny Pacquiao. He got a little nasty in there. Uh, Pacquiao's face was all bloodied up. And it, it wasn't because Horn was, you know, punching him and opening those cuts. He was using his forearms, his head. He was punching the cuts once they opened up. But a lot of that stuff was from fouling. And I don't blame Horn. That was his best way to win that fight. It's, at the end of the day, guys, it's a fight. So with Cambosos, look, you're in there with a guy who's taller, longer, more athletic, the better boxer overall, probably could match your hand speed, um, definitely can outdo you in the footwork department. So what, you got to do something. You're the shorter, smaller guy too. You're going to have to get inside and you're going to have to grind and be a little nasty. 
I expect Cambosos to do that. I would actually be very surprised if he doesn't. As you state, though, Sam, it's really up to the referee to monitor that stuff. If he doesn't and he lets Cambosos do some of that, then it's up to Haney. And we got to see what Haney wants to do. We'll see, got to see how he responds. Aaron with another super chat. Thanks again, Aaron. Says, Mike, I know you would have traveled if the fight was in Brisbane. Smiling. Never been lockdowns here. Victoria is where the insane mandates were. Melbourne. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. So, so that side in Brisbane, that's, that's where it's a little more opened up, huh? I didn't realize that at all. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's, I guess it's, it's similar here in America. I mean, there's parts of America like Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco that were completely locked down. California was by far the worst, even worse than New York. Uh, then there's parts of the country that, you know, opened up pretty early. I think Florida opened up first and Georgia may have been second. And a lot of my friends back in LA were like, Mike, are you, are you okay? You're going to die. We didn't even catch COVID. Um, I, I ended up catching COVID uh, way, way after things opened up, way, way later on. But I was training for a fight. I was sparring with dudes. We were spitting and you know breathing all over each other and shit. Um, you know, round after round, day after day, none of us got COVID. And we were completely opened up here. So, you know, a lot of that stuff comes down to lifestyle, health, uh, genetics, things like that. Uh, but, you know, me and my wife both ended up getting it eventually. And we just felt kind of tired for a couple of days. That's really all it was for us. That being said, there are some people who have extraordinary you know, complications and really do have to be careful. But that is the minority. It is. CJ Duncan with the super chat. Thank you, CJ. Says AJ needs the spirit of Manny Stewart. For the rematch. Boom. Completely agree with you. Emmanuel Stewart. You look what he did for Lennox Lewis. You look what he did for with Vladimir Klitschko. And I'm not saying Anthony Joshua is on the level of those guys. You know, maybe he's a poorer man's version of those guys. Uh, most people feel that Vladimir was a lesser version of Lennox. I would say maybe AJ is a lesser version of Vladimir. But once Lennox... Vlad got with Emmanuel Stewart. Now, you know, Manny died. And so for the last couple of years, last few years of uh, Vlad's career, he didn't have him around, but he did have him for a few years. Wasn't quite the same with Jonathan Banks after Manny left. But anyway, what he was able to do with those two guys and the way that they fought made a huge difference, huge difference in their career. And with AJ, um, he, I, I completely agree with you. That's the style he needs to incorporate. He's still, in my opinion, a little too stiff, just a little too stiff with the upper body. And Vladimir, even more so than Lennox, I would say, developed a beautiful rhythm and footwork with guys. And he'd get his head on these dudes' shoulders. He'd get his shoulder in their chest and his head on their shoulders, right? You know, it'd be a jab, one-two, jab, one-two, maybe a hook off the jab, two, and boom, he was on you, right? And he was leaning on you. And he would do this over and over and then wear guys down. And then eight, ninth round, boom, comes the right hand. That's it. Wasn't beautiful to watch, but it worked. And Lennox did the same thing, just a little bit differently. But Lennox could actually do a little more infighting than Vladimir. Um, beautiful uppercut. AJ's got that uppercut. He's got that uppercut. I don't think his hook or his jab are as good as Klitschko or Lennox. Uh, the right hand isn't as good. But that uppercut, better than Vladimir's uppercut, for sure. And I'm, I'm not going to say it's as good as Lennox, but it's it's not that far off. Don't don't shoot the messenger, guys, but it's it's really not that far off. 
that right rear uppercut is nice, but you know, he needs to just work on his strengths and slowing down the damn fight and using his size, fight tall, fight big. It's a big dude. Will with another super chat. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again, Will. He says, AJ is a lot better than people give him credit for. I agree, Will. He says, gold medalist, won the title at 16 fights, beat seven of the top 10 heavyweights, and one of the few champions to win the titles back in the rematch. Will, I completely agree with you. Um, I think it's bizarre and I, honestly like just disrespectful the way Amer- particularly American boxing fans underrate Anthony Joshua and think he's a punk. They think he's soft. I think, you know, you look at that guy and what he was able to do pretty early on in his career with all the pressure he had being such a massive star. Maybe he wasn't developed as well as he could have been. Um, but I think overall he's done pretty damn well. And I do think he's seriously underrated. There are so many fans in America, even still on Twitter. I see it all the time. Even recently in the last week or so, people say um, Deontay Wilder would destroy Anthony Joshua. And I've said for years, I've been on the record, Anthony Joshua beats Deontay Wilder. He beats him. Yes. Could Wilder land a right hand? Sure. AJ's going to see that shit coming and prepare for it. What else does Wilder have? He doesn't have what Usyk has. Wilder doesn't have what Andy Ruiz has. So as long as AJ can stay away from that right hand and he's got the strength of his lead left and the length to do it, the height and the length to do it, as long as he keeps his head off the line and avoids that right hand, Wilder ain't beating him. I've been saying that for years. Okay. Did I hit everything? Now we got another one from Trent. Super chat from Trent. Thank you, Trent. Since Lennox retired at only 37, he didn't want Vitaly too. Yes, and you know that would have been a, a massive payday. Lennox Lewis versus Vitaly Klitschko rematch would have been huge. Would have been a big, big fight. The first fight, one of the great heavyweight fights of, of really this century. Was it was it 2000, 2001? It had to be right around there, right? So this century. Um, but but I don't blame Lennox for walking away when he did. I think Lennox saw, hey, man, this guy's coming on. His brother's dangerous too. I did my thing. I made my money. I got away with one here. Why not walk away? And I don't blame Lennox. I really, really don't. Look at him now. Look how he's seen. If Lennox had come back and lost to Vitaly, I'm not saying it would have hurt us standing with knowledgeable boxing fans, but the casual fan and stuff, it may have hurt his marketability a little bit. You know, he just didn't need to do it. He didn't need to do it. All right, let's take a couple quick calls and then um, we'll probably sign off, guys. I got about 15 minutes or my wife is going to hurt me. So. Let's keep these quick. All right. I think we got Tony here from LA. 213, what's up? You're on the show. What's going on, Mike? Got a few questions for you. What do you think about the TO versus Campa match that's being scheduled? Yeah, I saw that. It's not official yet, but to me, dude, that's a serious downgrade. And I posted a Twitter poll yesterday and I said, um, you know, which former champions, um, Fallen the furthest, Amber Heard or Tiafimo Lopez, and Tiafimo Lopez won the poll. So uh, oh. it, I know that was hard, right? Yeah, I trolled hard on that one. Um, but dude, I, 
you know what? He needs a layup. Because I think that dude is going to fight if it comes through. I think he's fought outside of Mexico once. It was like deep on an undercard. He's just one of those kind of guys that they're bringing up. And it's a layup. Cool. Get him a W. And then hopefully the next fight is against the top 10 guy. All righty. How about Adrian Broner versus Omar Figueroa? Is that being talked about? Yes, it's already. I think it's like set. What? You know what? Fuck it. I, I, fuck it. That's going to be fun. Um, I don't take Broner seriously, <laughs> obviously, but that's going to be, if they put that in LA, dude, there's going to be so many fights in the crowd. If the people from Ohio, from Cincinnati, you know, of Broner's people travel to LA and they did it out there, like at, um, in Carson or something, the fights in the crowd would be fucking epic. That'd be a, just a fun night. <laughs> All right, next one. Danny Garcia, Jose Benavides. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's a, that's all three of these fights. I'm like, what? Uh, but it, you know, the Broner fight and then this fight for for Danny Garcia, six toes Danny. Um, that's just to me just PBC special. There's just these old over-the-hill guys that they're just kind of recycling. It, they're going to market as you know Mexico versus Puerto Rico, blah blah blah. Even though both guys are American, um, I don't know. It, it'll be a decent fight, I guess. I, I you know, but I'm not really interested. <laughs> in that. Uh, last one is it looks like they are trying to get uh, Garcia and Tank about set up because now Garcia is in the WBA rankings and Fortuna. Is his next opponent that's coming yeah. up, I think, that he's pulled? Fortuna, the guy he so, was supposed to fight I mean, last year before he pulled out, now he's going to fight him this year. Yeah. yeah, and both of these guys are now showing up in the WBA rankings, you know, the top 10. <laughs> the WBA. Yeah, look, <laughs> well, <laughs> for me, dude, if it were me, if I was Golden Boy and I was Tank's team, which he's probably going to re-sign with Mayweather anyway, I'd be like, you know what? Let's make this fight now. It's as big as it's ever going to be. What the hell are we waiting for? These two guys can fight now. They can fight a rematch in two or three years, and they'll be even bigger. Why not? I'd like to see him do it. Will they? I don't know. I is, really Fortuna, is Fortuna going to be a spoiler, though, in this situation? I. That's a great question. You're not alone in that thought, but I don't think so. I, I actually expect – Okay. Ryan, Ryan to show up in that fight and perform well. Style-wise, it'll be better for him than his last opponent. Trust me. And uh, I'm going to call out a few fights for Tank because we have that uh, Espinosa thing going on. <laughs> I want to see him either with, if he wants to stay on lightweight, Garcia, Rivera, and then Martin. Those are the top people. Or if he wants to talk about Barrios, have Rafa Paulo fight for the vacant WBA title, or if they want, even have Tank fight Paulo and then have him fight Gary Russell or Mateus. I can see. I can see. Of all those, I see the Gary Russell fight happening. Of all those, because Russell's from so DC. You, you, yeah, I was just going to say, it'd be the battle so of the beltways. Dude, like, D.C. So to Baltimore you, is like an hour drive, if that. But that's a real marketable fight in that uh, area. Yeah. Well, then, do you think that uh, Showtime should get 
Paulo and Russell to do a vacant title match right now then. Yeah. And then set up uh, Russell Davis if Davis wants to move up in the weight since they keep on talking about his 140, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely doable. I mean, that'd be smart business if they could set that up and um, Tank wants to hang around and stay with them, which I think he will. I do think an eventual fight with Russell makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense because, again, battle of the beltways, I think it's marketable. It it would work. The only thing that I have to criticize is the WBA, for some reason, has dropped Russell from the top ten. I Jesus. don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, the WBA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you off before your wife kills you. So you can All right, man. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right, brother. You do now, Pop. All right, peace. All right, let's, let's, get, uh, let's get Nacho on the show here and get his opinions. What's going on? Nacho, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, Mike, nothing much. Just, uh, you know, listening to uh, the guy that just called in right now. Man, I I was going to ask you about some of those fights, but to be honest, now that I think about it, they're just a bunch of terrible fights that are being yeah. put together. Like Yes. Benavides, Garcia. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then uh, Figueroa, Broner. To me, that's, that's like the Steve Kim special, loser leaves town yeah. at this point. Like, I mean, how many times do we have to see both of these guys lose before, you know, they're finally put out to pasture? To me, that to me that like, fight's oh, about the man. fights in the crowd because if they do it in the right place and you get the, the Ohio people with with some of the L.A. people and or the Texas people, that that the crowd fights are going to be awesome. So, like, that would be one that, you know, yeah. that'd be fun to go to. You know what, Mike? I, I would agree with you. I'd be very surprised though if they actually did schedule it out here in oh yeah uh, in California though I picture that fight being more most likely it's either going to be in Vegas or it's going to be in Brooklyn I just have a Barclays because I don't think that they're gonna yeah yeah you're right. I don't think they're gonna put it in L A yeah it's gonna be one of those two destinations I have a feeling but yeah geez talk about some terrible fights <laughs> and then yeah and then with the teal fight. Like, that one, I get it. Like you said, it's kind of a, you know, a, a tune-up. Let him get some rust off. Let him get his confidence back. But, yeah, Kampa, I've seen Kampa fight. He He's nothing special. He's just a guy. He's just a guy with a, a, a nice record. That's all he is. So I don't really expect him to be, you know, much of a threat uh, to Lopez if, if Lopez is uh, intent on winning. To be honest, the fight I was kind of hoping – top rank would make but i don't know i think maybe they're scared that it might be a second loss in a row because they kind of went back and forth on social media was uh arnold barboza kept calling yeah. him and his dad out and so i was kind of hoping that maybe that might be much the better fight, fight they ended up making but yeah but i think it's probably a, a fight they could lose and i think that's why top rank legitimately was like no nah, let's just go a different route for now and then maybe we'll you know, revisit that fight um, later down the line. Um, and then just real quick, a couple of things about the fights this weekend, Mike. I don't know if you heard. So on Twitter a few hours ago, they said that um, Haney's dad got an emergency visa approved and they think he's going to be able to get there in time to at least watch the fight. But they also said that uh, Haney's cut man apparently is in the country 
but they're not going to allow him in the country because of some sort of technicality that went wrong on his um, visa. So the guy is stuck there and, and can't enter the country. What? I didn't hear that. I yeah, wow. man. To me, yeah, to me, Nacho, not letting. This feels like mind games. This feels like them just trying to fuck with the kid because it just for all this oh, to yeah. happen last second, it's too convenient, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree that they've gone out of their way to mess with him for mm-hmm. sure. Because I mean, I, I couldn't imagine uh, if the fight was here in the U.S. that they would do this shit to Cambosos. So yeah, I, I I can totally see this being like a way to to fuck with Haney and mm-hmm. kind of mess with his mental for sure. So yeah, it's just it's kind of disappointing they've resorted to this, but. I mean, you know, what are you going to do, unfortunately? Yep. Um, and then uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, too, was uh, there was a story earlier today on Boxing Scene, Mike. Um, they interviewed Danny Roman's trainer, and apparently he put out, um, they put out this article stating where Roman's trainer basically said that Fulton's kind of been talking like he did um, uh, Roman a favor and gave him the, the shot at him or whatever. And uh, Roman's trainer kind of put Fulton and his team on blast, saying that the only reason that they got the fight was because they lowballed the shit out of Danny as far as the money. And they also told him that he had to agree to a rematch clause or they wouldn't give him the fight. And I'm thinking, wow, so much for this ultra-confident Fulton that he's been portraying himself the last few weeks that he's demanding a rematch clause in the event that he loses that fight tomorrow night. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, Mike. I'm kind of curious. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if that's all true, that tells you that he's probably expecting the toughest fight of his career. And I think he's, he is going to have mm-hmm. the toughest fight of his career. I think Roman's better than Figueroa. Definitely more experienced, more fundamentally oh, yeah. sound. And Roman ain't scared of nothing. He's, he's going to come into this fight yeah. uh, and bring it. So I expect a really good fight. I've been telling everybody that Fulton and Roman is the best fight of the weekend. As much as I'm excited for the Australian fight, because I am, I really think that fight in Minneapolis is going to be good because Roman's going to bring it. And I don't think Fulton can hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so either. He couldn't hurt Figueroa. So mm-hmm. I think he's not really going to be able to, to hurt uh, Roman because Roman's not just going to walk straight into anything that he throws. He's going to try to set traps and counter whatever Fulton does as well. So, yeah, I think that might be the better fight for sure this weekend, but I'm definitely excited to see um, both fights and see yeah. what happens. Me too. All right, Mike, I'm sure you got other people. All right, thanks a lot, Nacho. Have a great weekend, brother. All right, yeah, no problem. You too. All right, peace. All right, guys, we're running up at 55 minutes. All right, you know what? We got we still got a few more calls on the line. I'm not going to get to all you guys. I'm going to take one more call because it's from the UK, and we're going to keep it real short. You got you got a round. You got three minutes. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, 796, you're on the line. You've got one round. You've got 180 Hello, seconds. Go. Hello, Mike. Me, uh, I just got a couple of questions for you. First, uh, The first question was... Uh, you know, regarding this three-fight deal that Devin Haney signed, who do you think top rank will favor if it's a close fight? or Not top rank, sorry, the officials. And who do you think top rank are kind of favorite? Because like, uh, I was arguing with someone 
on Facebook, I think uh, they're more invested in Cambosas because, to my knowledge, Devin Haney is not a top rank fighter. I know he signed this his right deal, but he's got a contract with his own, to my knowledge. No, no, no. Um, Devin Haney is a, is a top rank guy, three fight deal, ESPN, and Cambosos is a Debella guy. Um, I believe this is his last two fights with Debella. It's a co-promotion, but it's the the head promoter is Debella. This is a Debella show. Top Rank is part of the promotion, but if you look at uh, everything as far as like the business end of it, it's a Debella promotion. So um, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. But uh, is the my point is uh, Cambosos wins. There's no rematch. Like this is a one-sided rematch. Like. And I heard Cambosos uh, and Lomachenko went to fight. Lomachenko is a top-ranked fighter, so I, I don't know if people, if the people that are saying that Cambosos might get robbed, I don't know. I, I need to see some sort of evidence because everything to me points that like top rank would rather Cambosos win. I left no. mistake. If Cambosos wins, top rank's out of it. If Cambosos wins, it doesn't want to do the rematch, top rank's out of this. For top rank to stay involved, Evan yeah. Haney has to win. Or they have to have you know the rematch. They're involved on the Haney side. The best thing for top rank is for Haney to win both of these fights, and then they match him up against Lomachenko, or they bring Shakur Stevenson up to match against Devin Haney. That's what they want. They don't want Cambosos to win. No way. They're all in on Haney. All right, because I, I, I don't know. Those are good points. Because I, I thought if Cambosos wins, they want Cambosos and Lomachenko to fight because Lomachenko no. can't fight currently. Because if Devin Haney wins, You'll win. If he wins, he's got to have an immediate rematch. And to my knowledge, I thought Devin Haney was still with, uh, was co promoted by Eddie Hearn and no. Maxwell. No, I know to my knowledge, All right. the, the, he might have a piece of them. I can't remember off the top of my head, but Top Rank is his lead promoter now, three fight deal. So they're all in um, with him. And they have a lot of options with him if he comes out with these two W's. They could go several different ways. So, yeah, definitely right, top so, rank wants Haney to win. All right, so before I go, so it, it, could we see something similar to what happened with uh, Pacquiao and Jeff Horn, or is that a bit of a risk? I, you know, a lot of people have asked that. I really don't think so. I, just because of the business involved here and some of the lessons top rank learned last time, I don't think so. Who knows? It's boxing. <laughs> we could see, you know, but I, I expect fair judging tomorrow hopefully i won't be proven right. wrong but that's what i expect yeah yeah, yeah. hopefully the best man wins me agree absolutely i mean i gotta drop though man because we're right. on the better hour yeah, I'll, I'll let you go all right all right I'll let you go. thanks a lot have, have a great weekend brother all right, all right, and um, right before I go, guys, we got a super chat here from Sam. Thanks again, Sam. He says, give us your picks for tomorrow night. Well, I like Haney by decision, and I'm going to take Fulton by decision, but there's a part of me that just, I don't know, Roman might shock the world and win those titles. I really could, I could see that happening, but I'm going to go with, I'm just, I'm going to go with Haney, which I'm pretty confident about. Haney by decision in Australia, and maybe uh, you know what? I'm going to take Fulton by controversial majority decision. There it is. Those are my picks, guys. Those are my picks. I right, have a great weekend. See you Monday at TNC. Peace.